0: Hello, welcome back to that Peter Couch podcast with me, Peter Crouch. We've got Chris Stark and the Notorious S.I.D. is back. Yes. Back stronger.
2: How are we? <laughs> oh, <laughs> hold on, let me clear this up. L- there's a little break there. Way, there. way, way. Hold oh, on, <laughs> way there. You the little say break. little break. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. How long was you away for this summer? I was yeah, just, asked you, just off the Just off the cuff. I was away a lot. I'll give you... Yeah, but you came back, Steve, it, occasionally. Like, You'd yeah, yeah. come
3: back for the podcast and then and then go back. We haven't seen you mm.
2: for... I mean, how long has it been now? Uh... Weeks? Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks. I was in Florida. Yeah. I was in Florida. Nice oh, time? Admittedly, you was in Portugal. You could do that. I, if I'd have come back, I would have done it. Yeah, you know really me. I'm, I'm really all. Really I'm all it. in. It was a great time. Yeah, a nice time. And I'm back. I'm How are li- the
0: puddings? <laughs> Huge, <laughs> massive. <laughs>
3: We've got to start there because it's the <laughs> catchphrase oh, no, that man. is sweeping the nation it's right, it's right now. It is. <laughs> 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 it's it's <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> I'm getting shouted
0: yeah, at. Me, Crouchy. I'm sure you oh, must. Oh, well, I, I had a great one at the airport. I was at Faro Airport and I was in the lounge and a, li- a lad come over and he had a he had a massive plate and I'm not joking. It was Tiny these pancakes. He, kept, he had this plate and he brought it over and he kind of he just tapped me on the shoulder. I turned around. And I was like, what, what? And he just went, "Put in some massive." <laughs> <laughs> and I got to give him a shout. out, His name's Tom because I promised him I'll give him a shout out. Yeah. Uh, time in the lounge he, he t- it tickled me you know, when it's stressful travelling with the kids and all that yeah. and like, he just
2: put a smile on my there face with that one little moment it's um, it's it, it, it's changed my life <laughs> really like, how's it been I'm getting me? it no I've, I've been getting like literally <laughs> everywhere yeah walking down Regent Street putting some massive <laughs> like everywhere we go it's uh, it's, it's, it's uh, and Twitter has gone berserk uh, Puddings like in my arm, my face is like a Christmas pudding. Seen a lot of them, have There's, you? There was yeah. one. There was one. Someone, someone um, put a, a sticker, I think, at the lioness in Sydney. Ooh. at The lionesses, wasn't it? It was in. It was in a toilet. Put into massive. Exactly. The stickers are getting printed Possibly. now. I've
0: seen them. I've seen quite a few about. Yeah, um, it's big. But I knew it. You know, the moment we sat around it, and I know it's so sh- ridiculous, isn't it? And it's stupid, but I just the moment you said it, I knew. I knew it was going to change your life. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm back, I like I'm
2: back stronger.
0: I'm back
3: stronger. So Puddings is massive. I saw you were away at one point. Was it with John Terry? I yes. saw, it And yeah. there was a picture that went up of a menu on, on social yeah. media. That's, That's right. A, we what was in, in Saint-Tropez. Yeah. So,
0: you and in a, so how did that end up on
2: we, the board? We was in Saint-Tropez. And let's, it's fair to say that Saint-Tropez is, is the bubble of Europe, isn't it? It's mm. not the real world. And we was in a beach bar. And the menu come out, we finish our lunch, and the menu come out and I just see a space at the bottom of this chalkboard. And I said, have you got this white pen? And he went, yeah, of course. And it came out and I went, hashtag pudding's massive. <laughs> and it went through the roof again. Oh, mate, there was a lot fun. of love. It's been good. It's been good. I've actually really enjoyed it. Um, there's been some really good pictures that's come through. Uh, and it's going to get bigger. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's 100%. These it's things get snowball mm.
3: and they gather pace. Yeah. Puddings is massive. We've got to stick with puddings is massive, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. It's it, crucial. It is. C- grammatically incorrect. Yeah, but, it's grammatically incorrect you know, like,
0: It's the way it was said, but you know, it's it's cause you'd say puddings are massive, right? Yeah. But puddings is massive is the, the line. <laughs> I know people are on board, but you know. They are, yeah. I, we haven't yet had the full unveiling
3: of of like a giant banner along a stand we were looking forward to seeing that at some point that could happen mm. um but please keep the creative ways that you are uh, kind of getting this about because it's funny i'm seeing it you know we can't encourage graffiti per se but yeah. sort of back of dirty vans things like seeing them on vans yes. mowed yeah mowed into grass would be a nice touch mm. we've talked about this before do you remember the strava app you know where yes. you can run and it shows your run afterwards mm. It's a challenge, but if someone can run puddings is massive. Into well,
0: we a... had Mike, we had we've had Mike Dean Slaughter's chickens yeah. uh, on a run,
3: uh, yeah, which
0: was... is incredible. Really, how he's done that, <laughs> Mike. Like on a run, well, where's this fella? Let's get him. Let's get like, him oh, on. Unbelievable. This I remember yeah. when 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 the when the Mike Dean slaughters chicken thing all came about. He did a Mike Dean slaughters chickens, and it was it lost its way a bit with the slaughters, didn't it? Because he, he had
1: must to come have back been to tired. <laughs> <laughs> but he did
0: it. It was incredible. But it's, it has
3: really caught on. We've had so many messages about this. Uh, here's one from Lucas. It says, To set the scene, I'm listening to the Puddings Massive episode whilst in the gym in my flat building. I am the only person using the gym as the cleaners in. For some reason, I was listening to the pod during a bench press set. Uh, probably not your target setting, he puts in brackets. And with two reps to go, Notorious bursts out with Puddings is Massive, which led to me bursting out with laughter and dropping the bar on my neck. <laughs> I thought the last thing I, I was going to hear was Puddings is Massive everywhere we go as I was being strangled. Luckily, the cleaning lady helped lift it off, which is amazing for two things. You know, you're in the gym enjoying the podcast mm. and that unfortunate incident's happened. But how strong must the cleaner be? <laughs> With one hand. off.
2: With one hand. Go on, get that back on there,
3: there go. <laughs> you don't tend to associate cleaners with strength.
0: Well, I suppose you don't, no. In in that
2: sort no. of setting.
0: I suppose you don't. Do you know, this reminds me of um, something that happened to me at Melwood, actually. A very similar situation. It was nothing to do with putting this massive or the podcast. But I was... Um, and, and it's grown legs, this story. But only because um, David Mannix was a player. I don't know if you remember him. He, he was a player at Liverpool. A young lad. And um, his... His wife or missus at the time was best mates with Ab, so obviously usually don't things don't get back to the wife that happened at, at training. Mm. But I was in there in the gym and he's walked in right. But what's happened is, and he thinks it's because I couldn't I couldn't lift it right. And I, I, wasn't, I wasn't incredible in the gym. I'll be honest, <laughs> but I had I had this um, bench press. But you know when you don't put the clips on, right? no. so I lost one no, one um, side of the uh, bench press right. So then I've it's obviously <laughs> I've lost. All control, so then it's all like that, and obviously the lads are walking in. and I'm going whoa, and, <laughs> <laughs> and the weights are coming off it. But obviously they they were in absolute tears, yeah. uh, crying because uh, no, I didn't quite often do bench press to be honest. <laughs> but, it, is, um, it is a sight seeing you in the gym. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, they they were they were they couldn't believe it, and it and went round. And Ab still tells that story to this day because they got you grasped me up. <laughs>
2: well, puddings are massive. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, know yeah.
0: Know, just a bit more admin on putting this massive. Is um I'm across the uh animated advert. Um I'm hoping to
2: get that um out for Christmas. Yeah. So is that something really achievable? Like yes obviously, it is. I'm new to the pod here, and is, I know yes. it it's a big thing. I've followed it for a number of years, I've gone to, you know, all the Crouch Fests. Is that something yes. really because you was at the start, you like you said this is gonna follow. I think you. It can happen, yeah. Seriously. Well,
0: I, I do think that we can, get, we can get a Christmas advert out. It might not be very good.
3: I <laughs> think we can get one out. No, but we'll hit it with some confidence. And we if we can do it, you know, because what's great about this is all these companies spend millions on their Christmas yeah. advert. They plan it for ages. Well, we won't be doing that. And we just, we won't be doing <laughs> that. You're exactly right. But we're going to be... We're gonna be in amongst this. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna be a contender of sorts. It's just whether people out there back the underdog. It feels like or Luton go with town. the big guns. It feels like Luton well, it Town does, Premier yeah. League. It feels it like
0: if we were, you know, in foot for a football reference, I feel Luton Town, the Premier yeah. League going to going away at Man City. Um we're taking on John Lewis, Marks and Spencer's <laughs> You know, who else is out there? We haven't quite got the plot yet, but
3: yes, a couple of people have reached out saying that they could maybe animate something or get involved in this. There was one lad who got in touch with a podcast who did this amazing. He kind of did a, um, a script incredible, reading. Did you see yes. this, Pete? Yeah, this uh, He he wrote a little script yeah. for what it could be and then and then read it. Yeah. Um as if he was the voiceover on it. It was it was extraordinary, mm. really. So it was this lad, Elliot, who got in touch. And obviously, we'd said we'd like to make a Christmas advert for you, Steve. I've got it here. Do you want to hear what he came up with? So this is so this is Elliot's idea of what the Christmas advert could be. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Here's an idea for you boys. Check it
2: out. This is a dramatic reading of Puddings' massive script by yours truly, Elliot Rogers. Wow. <clears throat> Interior, family house,
1: night. It's December time. Christmas <laughs> globes in the air jingle bells ring around and not a car in sight. Perfect. The camera takes us from a frosty night on the street to and through a steamed window in a small and humble home somewhere in Wandsworth. We see little (laughs) twelve Little old,
3: Ginger and Scruff always holding his toy pudding. A small plush toy shaped to a piece of chocolate cake with big googly eyes. He sat at the dinner. His old man sat across from
1: just finished dinner that was lovely dad before we
3: can finish his dad pounces on him i have said it once and i'll say it again we do not eat puddings in this house <laughs>
1: little sitters holds back his tears little <laughs>
2: <laughs> how good is that that is incredible that is incredible oh, wow. it's a great start so it's
3: that kind of thing if this you've got is ideas it. for what it could be get in touch maybe write the plot and then hopefully we're going to get someone to kind of animate it and then we're going to throw it out there and take on the big guns should be good
0: right so we're talking about managers today and so like man management in general really because mm. I, I feel like that I mean there's, there's obviously the way football's gone now like tactically and but I think players have changed and um, the way to manage players is different,
2: maybe to, than it was in our day. I think it's the number one now. You need that. I think you, you speak to the players that we played with: your Lampards, Stephen Gerrards, your Scott Parkers. They're the ones now going. It is key, the man management side more than the tactical side. You yeah. need everyone on board. But but you're right. Everyone.
3: There is there is such a focus now on on tactics and. Do you think that maybe that is something that has always been quite consistent in football, is that the very best managers had fantastic man management skills?
0: Well, I I think so. I reacted to that. But uh, I think there is, the like, certainly with kind of, like, with Rafa, for instance, it felt like it was, it was like you were a kind of pawn in a a game. Do you know what I mean? It was like, he he was kind of placing, and he had no real regard for how you were feeling. Do you know what I mean? Or... Or how you, or where your confidence was, or it was just like, you know, that your specific set of skills is good for this. And it was like, it was like playing chess. Well, is that good? I don't understand. Is that good, man? No, I, I, I I think? I, I think, I think tactically he was amazing, but I think obviously did kind of suffer mm-hmm. the other way a bit. Yeah, the so bit of empathy the, side yeah, of it. Yeah, he
3: didn't really have that. So, what well. is good for you two then? What would you both say is good
0: man management? Um. I, I think that it's a hard one to say, isn't it? I think you react to people, like, for me, I, I, I thrived off someone believing in me, giving me confidence, where, whereas, like, Stephen Gerrard, for instance, reacted really well off Rafa, because he was like, I'm going to fucking show him. You know what I mean? Because mm. you never got a well done off him, yeah. or he would never, you know, he'd walk past you, and he wouldn't speak to you, and you'd be like, I've just, you know, scored a hat trick or something, and you just want a well done, yeah. and he didn't get it. So some people kind of rise to that, then some people are like, oh, he doesn't rate me, and mm. what's the point? And you know, I think there's probably more players that need a, an arm around the shoulder that they don't get. Yeah. You know, there's not many players like Stephen Gerrard who just goes, right, I'm going to show him. Mm. I think a lot of players sometimes maybe need an arm around the yeah. shoulder a bit more. And like when I say arm around the shoulder, it's a bit of a cliche, that, yeah. but it's like sometimes you do need to be told, all right, you're doing well. Well, they say
2: that I suppose the people that are in the England squad the last few years, and they say that Gareth Southgate's work his best work is done in the corridors, like walking with the players or from the team meeting to the training pitch. It's not necessarily done on the pitch, mm-hmm. which is, it gives you like, a, you can visualize it, you know, like just walking out of the players, just that personal touch. And all these managers now, they know what people are going through, their families, like circumstances, they know everything. And, and that's the best ones. And the best ones are the ones that know what players need what. Do you know what I mean, you might need a little bit of sugar. You might need more salt. Mm. You know I mean, it's a little bit rough with the smooth, and they're the ones that just know. Like so, they Rio was on Dribble, and he was saying mm. that he just knew everyone's everyone's personal life. Do you know yeah. what I think? Was it was it his dad that was poorly and he, he sent like a he's a, a, Alex, a, Ferguson, yeah, yeah. Alex Ferguson, yeah, yeah. so Alex Ferguson, yeah, sent like a was it a bottle of whiskey or mm. his favorite wine or something there? Like little touches like that makes mm. players just go, Do you know what? That's and that, that, I think that goes through every
3: work environment no yeah but is that what you're saying the best style of man management is because wouldn't some players find that that kind of closeness is not necessarily healthy or not necessarily what some don't want they want yeah Yeah, exactly yeah you might want a boss that is a bit more detached and distant yeah but you know you're getting a very Mm. honest truth from them every time rather than feeling that you are number one and yeah i do think um I do think a lot with players, there's obviously big egos there that need managing. So maybe even, you know, there's something to be said here that it's not just man management, there's an ego management here. <laughs> there's, yeah. you've got there's massage egos. No, like million
0: like, percent. Like the thing is, is you, you can't treat, if you treat everyone the same, which I think there are some managers that do that, it's like, right, we're all the same, we're all in together, that is just not going to work. Like Sir Alex Ferguson, for instance, said, but, you know, about Cantelar, he like, treated him different to Ryan Giggs. And you go, well, hold on, they're, you know, they're probably. on on a kind of same level we're all playing in the same team why are you treating someone any different Mm. Um, but you have to I think like for instance Harry at Tottenham um, like Benoit Asukoto was like he he was so difficult to manage he just didn't he didn't want to do anything that you asked him to do (laughs) like he didn't (laughs) he he literally would come in for uh, for pre-match meals and he just he got a little bag from Tesco's and you could go look then what? I Like, just you've got to eat what everyone else is eating. He goes, yeah. "No, I've got. I, I like my croissant. He has his hot chocolate, and he'll have like a cereal bar, and he's bought it from Tesco. And he'll, and you go, well, and he just wouldn't get in the ice bath, uh, or he wouldn't watch any football. He would no interest in football whatsoever. <laughs> he'd turn up on a Saturday, and we'd we'd have a game against, um, say, Wolves, and uh, we'd turn up, and he'd go, he'd have no idea who we were playing. He'd just turn up for the game then." <laughs> Who have we got today? Well, no interest in the actual football side of it? We're literally. playing, it's we're a job playing Wolves it. at three o'clock. He didn't know who we were playing. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> That's actually mad. Yeah. And he's, he's, he's sat there in the meeting on the Friday. I'm thinking he's just got no interest whatsoever.
3: Oh, well, but like, is it, yeah, but is that not the job of the manager then to get you... Interesting. I mean, is that an example of bad man?
0: man no, bad, because you know bad, what? Because man, he, man management. Got that yes. in the end? No, because yes. he was good. Because he was, he was a, he was <laughs> a really man. good player. Yeah, yeah. And, and like he was always eight, nine out of ten. Um, mm-hmm. Very rarely put a foot wrong. Um, just was a different type of character. Yeah. So what? What, what did to. you respond best to? You like a carrot or a stick guy?
2: <laughs> well, I'm definitely a carrot. <laughs> Or a fish finger. Or
0: more like a stick. <laughs> <laughs> you got literally a carrot wow. and a stick.
2: <laughs> Can't believe you've done that. <laughs> that's, out of that's, what, that's
0: what you are. <laughs> oh my God.
3: This next part of the podcast is sponsored by Brewdog. For those watching on YouTube, you can see that we're sat here enjoying our pints of black heart. And we're asking this, Peter, what if it's better? you know, better than that old Irish stout that we're not allowed to name right now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I know you think so. Mm. But do you know what? It's dude, something different, right? And I think something that we, um, oh, I suppose I was guilty of in my football career as well is not like, not embracing ch- change, something different. Um, like the way, way we look looking at it now, we see kind of full backs going into midfield, and you know there's different formations. Even when do you remember when Glenn Hoddle was like bringing in three at the back for England? we were like, no, 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 it's four four two. Yeah, this is how we've rolled for years. This is this is how we play in England.
2: Could you imagine if Pep or someone brought in a sweeper? Yeah, and but it just like, worked. But you know but what? Everyone that, else would follow, wouldn't they? It's mm. like, you know, what if you know, something's different? It's, it's not always the same, is it? Yeah, I was
0: guilty of that. Yeah. I was guilty of because I was like, no, I don't change our game. Like, you know, even the back pass law, I remember when that came in, it was like, no, 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 we can't leave our game alone. Right. Well, Neither. like, you know, now you can't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, well, no, like, there's, change there's is good. There's
3: been so many changes and a lot of those changes keep up with... Uh, times, technology, tastes, all of that. Yeah. Um, we have been guilty on this podcast of drinking the same beer for how, how many years now? Mm. Um, yeah, we've been I mean, really, we, we haven't really swerved too much from that. No. Um, Branching out now, though. BrewDog came, got involved, and uh, it's changed our, our snack game, and it's changed our beer game. And that's kind of what this beer itself has done as well, this stout here, this black heart. It's uh, come in, and it's been a bit of a game changer. Mm. And it's just going to mix things up a little bit um it's it's adding an option in there yeah. that's what we're saying and football does this there's plenty of things in football where that that happens and there's there's going to be plenty of things in football as well that are going to go that way because there's things that i'm sure that we could all think of that we could suggest that could switch up the game a little bit,
0: mm, definitely. bro. is
3: there anything pressing in your mind? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I like the sweeper?
0: Like I remember, I grew up with Corver, right? The Do you know? Do you know Corver? You know Corver was the like it was like a Dutch, yeah, the coaching. kind of coaching, yeah, and yeah. they had like different different ways of playing. I think you always got to think outside the box, haven't you? And I think uh Corver like taught you that. And like the sweeper for me was a was a I lo- used to love that one. I, had, uh, I remember when Hoddle came to Chelsea and he played like Hullet as a sweeper for a bit yeah. and I realised he was he was kind of too good he had to kind of move him forward but I remember watching Hodder at Chelsea play that role and oh my god what a player he was mm. like remember he was getting it off the goalkeeper and this is in the early 90s yeah. he was getting it off the goalkeeper and like pinging like passes onto people's toes from 70 yards and like obviously not good defensively but he had defenders in front of him mm. like it was so exciting and so like forward thinking
2: do, do you know what I can see coming soon I think throw-ins will be gone. I think they'll, they'll do... Get like the uh, A ball comes straight on, put down, and you pass it in. Just but you can't it. long pass it. Really? Yeah. What do, you, like, mean, what do what you, mean you mean throw-ins will go? So, so do you know how they're trying to cut time down in games now? Yeah. So time-wasting with throw-ins, and especially now with all these bookings and throw-ins. I think s- soon enough they're going to trial somewhere that there's multiples around the pitch. When the ball goes out, the team has... Whatever, five seconds, ten seconds to literally get a ball on the line, spot, put it down and pass no. in and they go. And, and the game comes back wow. in. Wow. So this is the problem, right?
0: You also say wow now, but like in ten years time that might happen and like yeah.
3: it might be better. Well, uh, you know, I was I was just thinking like what changes could we make? And I was about to say refs with microphones. But that that happened of course Best. in the Women's World Cup just now yeah and actually they could talk to the crowd and I thought that was brilliant I'd like one fan from each team to be given a microphone that you know <laughs> talk directly to the players like another coach to the players yeah directly to the players yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you're fucking you... shit so- mate yeah. <laughs> 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 just as he's
0: about to take a pen I'll fucking you, give it to someone else Soccer do this dog they, shit don't they? They, do. Do,
3: well, they don't do that but Soccer do um <laughs> Sort of interviews with the goalies halfway through. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where I really stand on that. They kind of suddenly get a microphone and they're they're, they're literally in goal playing, yeah. but talking to Dermot O'Leary
0: in the yeah that, yeah. That, that could not Dermot Gallagher. Dermot O'Leary. Dermot- <laughs> <laughs> Or both. <laughs> no, exactly.
2: <laughs> um, or both. Or both. Yeah. A strange. change concept. I think there's gonna be a lot of changes that's gonna come in and people we'll we we'll go, yeah, but that's not gonna work. Yeah, but what if what if it does? Like we like you said, the passback rule, it's it's kind of worked. As we've gone through, there's a load of stuff that's changed and we've gone, No, it's gonna be worse. But it has kind of mm, worked. Yeah, food and drink
3: being served to you by drone
0: at half time well this is this is the case you know I, I, there was a golf course in America that my friends played and um they, they droned in four beers
2: stop while he was on the course I that's that's you. Michael Jordan's yeah, course yeah Jordan's course Yeah. do you know people yeah. that played there yeah are you, are you rolling them circles yeah, that's, <laughs> like, that's how I'm rolling <laughs> <laughs> podcast games <laughs> taking off <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yeah so michael george of course yeah. in
0: um in uh in florida and uh yeah they drone over like and it's got like four beers and like not doesn't have to be beers whatever yeah. um black hearts he, he, he flies over black hearts puts them in and you uh that's you drink insane from them, yeah well, that's, that, that's the future that will happen ah well that's gonna happen at like that'll be your local municipal soon <laughs>
3: Have you seen the robots? (laughs) Have you seen the robots in? Is it Leicester where you get the robots on the street that deliver your things? They're just out on the street and they deliver in Leicester pizzas and things. Or seriously, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean,
0: that's gonna happen, isn't it?
3: The delivery guy, it's happening now. So you just be out and about, and these little robots are just going about But it makes it
0: makes makes sense, doesn't it? Like if you, I don't know how much you'd pay, kind of a delivery guy, but you know, if you if you can get it delivered by by drone or, or robot, I think. I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's a few people delivering by drone now, but anyway, do you know what? What we're trying to get to the point of this is, mm. try try something different. Yeah, you know what I mean. Let's try yeah. a Black Heart, Sid. Yeah, I like it.
3: And if you want to do that, just head over to BrewDog.com forward slash Crouch, buy a packet of Black Heart, and when you do that. Uh, you're not only getting a delicious stout; you're going to be added into the prize draw for tickets to our next event that we're hosting down at BrewDog Waterloo. These are good fun. We need to briefly explain what we've been doing with
0: oh, these things. Know, when the last one beer pong was off the scale, I thought
3: we have a few drinks. There's a load of food on the go. Um, if you enjoy this podcast it's basically like just come and hang out with us and pay, play some beer pong we did a quiz before as well that was good but I think the the brew pong as we're calling it was was really yeah, really fun a, and
0: just, a roaring success um, so
3: we'd like to do that a bit more so yes go buy a packet of Blackheart um, if you'd like to uh, potentially come get involved in that just go to brewdog.com forward slash crouch
0: yep get by and hopefully we'll see you soon
2: I think I was one of them where I always I always strive to impress. We always loved a bit of encouragement and a well done, a pat on the back. Everyone loves that. But I think I thrived more on that. I've got to impress him. Like I, I always wanted that sort of blankness. Or oh, did he? Did, like did he? Did he think he played well or not? And then when you got a bit of praise, you thought, do you know what? I've done well there. Mm. I've done well there. So do you think, yeah, but that's almost having to earn it,
3: isn't it? So you're almost deprived of praise at the start. Yeah. So that any little movement that then happens, it yeah. seems like a big that's deal. That's the Simon yeah. Cowell vibe. That it is, yeah. Because
0: no one cares what any of the others say. Because they always go, well, that was brilliant. You know what I mean? And True. Simon Cowell goes, right, this is, and really, if he says something positive, you know he means it. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. Whereas I think that's like. Where, where, where I don't know to compare football managers to Simon Cowell, but I have done. <laughs> Which one are you thinking? Uh, of? Uh, with Simon Cowell. Yeah, who's the Simon Cowell? In your well, Capello, experience? Capello reminds me a bit like Simon Cowell. Like you, you'd very rarely get a well done of him, but if you, but if you got one, you'd know you were. Yeah. yeah. And everyone else
3: knew, it was really good as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you know, very. I mean, I've, I've seen him
0: tear people to shreds.
3: But then that's an interesting situation, isn't it? Because when a manager is bollocking a player in front of the other players as well, they're not just dealing with a the player, they're also letting everyone, else know. Letting everyone yeah. else know. And there's two sides to that, isn't there? There's kind of almost degrading a player a little bit because it's embarrassing mm. if you're getting bollocks in front of everyone yeah. else, yeah, 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 yeah. right? But, but then I guess the flip side of that is... Everyone else is learning a lesson because of this yeah. one person.
2: Like I've done my I've done my coaching badges, and I've spoken to a lot of managers. And the one thing I've learned, especially the modern day manager, is, is I think when we grew up and b- more older school, it's not just the manager, and it's not the, it's not the manager at the top, and then the staff. Although it is in the, the hierarchy form, Imagine now confiding all of his staff. So before, after sorry after a game before the manager would come in, he would probably talk to his member of staff and go, I want to do this. What's your thoughts? Shall I go in and bollock them? They might go, do you know what? It's not the right time. A lot of them confide now in all their close lieutenants. And and it's it's, it's more of a, a management environment rather than one person calls all the shots and yeah. the rest follow. Yeah, because there's that example with Phil
3: Foden, isn't there? I think this is a, a really interesting one in this whole topic because... So Phil, Phil Foden, Pep's had a go at him. I can't, was this over it was over a free kick? I think it was. He didn't do the free kick how Pep wanted him to. He's ended up screaming at Phil Foden. Then Phil Phil is obviously annoyed at that, waited for him supposedly in the tunnel, waited by the tunnel. So when Pep comes out, Phil Foden supposedly mm. says to him don't ever say that to me again. Um, Our or conversation to that effect. Then what's Happened after that is Pep has ended up calling a meeting and apologising in mm-hmm. front of the whole team about that incident, and then didn't he? he went a step further and find, find himself. himself as yeah. well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's incredible because you see both sides of the management there. You see the side of him that's you know laid into him in the start because yeah. he's annoyed that a player hasn't followed his instructions. Then a conversation or something where he's acknowledged. Perhaps he was in the wrong,
0: which is probably quite rare from a manager's point yeah. of view. And
3: then he's fined himself. Very have rare. you ever seen that yes, before? Yes,
0: very rare. I'd like to see if he's come out or not. <laughs> <laughs> because he said he's fined himself, but yeah. how would we know? Um, but to even say that in front of the rest of the team, have you ever seen a manager backtrack like that or apologise? No, not to... So, like. I, I I think sometimes like with, with players that come through... Um, The club like from the youth team I think sometimes there's a little bit of a disrespect for those players like I don't know they're just not seen as someone they've brought in if you're brought in for like 30 40 Mm. million you somehow command more respect than someone even like Phil Foden do you know what I mean yeah Mm. like I don't know why that is it's just it seems to be that case it's like that's why kind of like he Guardiola probably thought that he could you know dig him out because I don't know why it just always, always seems to me from, t- from the, the, the teams that I've been in that that's been the case that mm. they don't get the respect they deserve and I think Foden's obviously called him out on it fair play to him and and fair play to, to Pep for for acknowledging the fact that he's he's gone too far mm. but then wasn't part of the
3: theory with this as well that Pep was trying to get Phil Foden to um stick up for himself a bit more as well as a personality trait. So part of the reason he then went and apologised and find himself was because he respected the fact that Phil waited for him him, and stood up to him, which is something up to then. I think he was 22, 23, but up to then, he hadn't really done so much. So it showed that he was learning this personality of being in that first team and in around that first team in a way kind of showing that his management... And I think, yeah, I think then a manager can blame anything on the management. Yeah, but, yeah, but management you, you say deal, that, but
2: the, the, I think the, the modern day manager now as well goes with the times because they know that the play, there's a lot of player power. And not that they'll bow to that, but I think there's more of a we culture in first team environments. It's not first team staff, first team players. I think it's more of a. I've, I've seen managers come in and go, maybe on the Monday or Tuesday when you have analysis, go, listen, I think I got that one wrong. This may be a substitution or, you know, a call and something. I hold my hands up to that. And when a player sees that from your manager, you're thinking, right, well, he's taking blame, but he's taking blame for the whole group. So yeah. we're in it together. Which, again, Ooh. there's no blame culture. So straight away, there's no pointing fingers. You go out to training, you get on with it, and you go to the next game.
3: Oh, I have this with my missus all the time as well. It's it's that's similar thing you know it's actually been able to uh, uh, kind of apologize put my hands up and go look I've made an error of judgment there mm. i'm it's a difficult you know, thing to in do managing that. my own relationship mm. it could be a struggle but it's a clever tactic to deploy never mm. find myself I suppose i have actually i've gone out and bought sort of gifts and things like that to try you know, I, find, know, so a best. So, I find it
0: difficult to hold my hand up and go, Look, I made the wrong decision there. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, should, I should have come home at midnight. But it was 5 a.m. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> that was my fault. I'll find yeah. myself. <laughs>
3: it's probably the most effective way of dealing with Yeah, you that can situation. find yourself in
0: the spare room. <laughs> <laughs> Happens regularly.
3: You know, what a great idea. Like, if you applied fines to your own relationship, it could actually be no but think about it it could actually be a good way of taking the sting out of some of these things look I've, I've made a mistake here let me know what my fine is and I'll, mm. and we'll go from there
2: I, I think we just tend to check ourselves into the doghouse like straight away and just know we're going to be in oh, there for a couple bad, of days bad, <laughs> bad management <Yeah. laughs> bad relationship managing <laughs>
1: For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com.
2: I try to go back on your clever tactics there because managers know what they're doing. Mm. Right. And I think when I signed for Chelsea, Jose was at his absolute prime. And there I I mean I've got loads of stories on this, but two Literally spring to mind. One was pre-season. We was in LA, and we had to do a um, an appearance for Samsung, so our sponsors on the shirt. So we're all outside the Beverly Hills Hotel, on the bus, all in our tracksuits, sitting there as the players are coming on one by one. Jose's at the front. Jose says to the uh, the rep, the Samsung rep, he's like, "What are we what are we getting for this?" And he's like, "Well, nothing." He said. This is part and parcel of the package, you know, we need to do this. And he was like, what, we're not getting nothing for this? He was like, no. He said, he literally, literally, literally went, everyone off the bus. <laughs> like, and we're thinking, what's going down there? He's like, everyone, get off the bus. Like, so we're getting up. Now, this rep is panicking. <laughs> he is, like, flapping. He, he said, we're not wow. getting nothing. We're not going to do this. The, the the reps outside on the Beverly Hills, like, walking down. Jose's sort of, like, looking over the lads, up, like, giving it the wink. He comes back and he says, right... Pictures, few interviews. Lads can go off and just pick an item and then that's it. Yeah. So we get back on the bus, we go. We're there, we're there like 10 minutes. All of a sudden, the boys are like going around this Samsung warehouse. <laughs> Didier's got like a 70-inch plasma <laughs> being sent to <laughs> Ivory Coast, right? <laughs> I've just signed. It's my first few days. And I'm like, what can I pick? I don't want to take the piss. So you're just going like, fill your boots? Yeah, just like pick something and then like send an address and then like, yeah. So I've got... I'm on there, right? And I've picked the DVD player, right? (laughs) It got sent through. This DVD player (laughs) didn't even have a remote control. (laughs) It was the the worst thing I could have picked. Anyway, that was one thing for him just to show. He didn't need to do it, but he just showed a little bit of class for the player to have to know that he's got a bit of power and this all for the lads. And then the second one was when we had training and we was a build-up for a game for Aston Villa. So we trained on the Wednesday. We trained on the Tuesday. The day after, it was half term. He knew that it was all the kids were off school. He went, right, boys, when you go home tomorrow, bring your kids in. He said, I want all the kids in. He said, tell the wives, girlfriends, have a day off, relax, go have a spa, chill out, shopping. He said, if you haven't got kids, go and find some kids. That's he said, clever. just bring them in. <laughs> So, I promise you, right, we are in the next day. We're training, proper training session, and there must be 200 kids on the pitch next door to us, having a laugh and a joke, like all ages, playing around. There's a few of the staff looking after them. After we all have pictures, the kids come home with all, all graph books, come back to the wives, girlfriends. What they have had this. And he's he like, he knew what he was doing. He was getting the girls on board as well. Happy footballers at, at work, happy footballers at home, get the wives on board. Wow, what day are, are Does that they? really work from your wow. guy's point of view? That's Rather great, just that.
3: being a perk of the job, if like, does how much does the, your personal life really play a part in how you play football? Or, oh yeah, or it's f- huge. Is yeah. It, and is it yeah, important it is. that a manager yeah, like for, acknowledges that? For,
0: for for me, I've i found sometimes like if I was going, have had a few problems kind of off the field. I think sometimes I. Bizarrely, played my best football because it was like an escape. Yeah. You know, like so, whatever you're, is going on in your life, it's like, and I think that's true for for everyone. Yeah. Like, and I think fitness in general, really, is like you just get away from it and just do something and you feel better. And I think that's that was the case with me. Football for, was going through a few issues, and I remember doing well scoring, and it was like the, it was like I just thank God I had football every day. It was mm-hmm. like I was going into training, and it was like as soon as I got through those gates, it's like all your troubles are gone. Mm. And I think you do, I felt that a lot of the time. So so yeah, of course you want a home, settled home life, that's great. But sometimes it was, I, I, I kind of found it even more therapeutic, if you like, when I was out of a few issues. Yeah. yeah.
3: But interesting that that would be a
0: manager's role in
3: all of this to kind yeah. of learn your family, maybe get to know your family a bit.
2: Mm. Yeah. Oh, they'll, they'll know everything. Because like I say, there's a team around the manager now. So the player liaison that looks after every family, from the kids to schooling to making sure they're settled with houses, he'll correlate bits back to the manager, and the manager will know. Not that the manager wants to know, like he's, he can think that he's got to do, he's got to deal with so much on his plate. But if something crops up that he's like, they're not right with this player, mm. he will have a team around that will go right, find out, and then. We'll, we'll deal with that. It's amazing.
0: Like we're not, I remember being, when I was a young player, like, f- we walk in on a Monday morning, like, how much they, they know about your weekend. Fucking hell. They get, they don't care as much when you're married with kids and that, but when you were, like... <laughs> <laughs> see, I remember when I was at Portsmouth, right? And i come in on a Monday, and um, my mates had come down, and I was with Courtney Pitt and Sean Derry, and um, we used to go out on the Port Solent, the marina, and we had a few beers. My mates came down, and I, I was having a drink at the bar, and I remember... Um, one of the lads kick as I've, you know the old as you sit down they kick your chair away yeah. so so I've gone down and poured the pint over my head like that right and I was so I'm thinking I'm was number nine Sean Derry's captain Courtney Pitts like left winger and like everyone was watching me and I've got a pint over my head like that and I was so I ran to the toilet like in embarrassment fucking hell, I've been stitched up there anyway so I've come back in and I've gone um oh I, Fucking done me there, and I went to sit down. He's done me again, like he done me again, and I've literally fell over again and pulled a pint on my face <laughs> again. Like, it, you couldn't even make it up. It was, it was like, I wasn't even pissed. And uh, I'm not joking, I, I came in on the Monday morning, it was Graham Ricks, was the manager, Jim Duffy, yeah. and he was like, The fuck have you been up to? And I said, What? And he said, that He showed me the CCTV of the of what? The, so they got of hold of it of that bar, yeah. And I was like, I wasn't even
2: pissed. Yeah, it
0: sounds like you're talking but, to the missus <laughs> Yeah, and I sat down, and you know, Rick was, was amazing. To be fair, he was a good person, you know. But I was like, he's like, you can't be doing this. I mean, mm-hmm. we've signed you record signing at the time, and he was like, you know, this is, you can't behave like this. And I was like, <laughs> but yeah, he was like he was like my they dad. Not. But it was he was, he was he was he was great um, the way he kind of like managed me. I mean, obviously it was the first time I moved away from home, so I did get a bit excited. <laughs>
2: They they got they got their finger on the pulse all the time. So they they also know when you need a change of environment, like, it's like the mid season breaks, or and they'll always take you somewhere that's the lads are going to enjoy, like downtime with it's golf or team bonding. They they can just they got a feel as though and it's down to them with the budget to go to the manager. Listen, we need we need to like get this over the line. Yeah, just
3: yeah, I'm fascinated at sort of the. Um, limits to what their jobs are as manager of a football club because they have to deal with so much way even away from the team it's the managing of the actual football club from you know Mm. i I can't remember was it sean Dyche who was was saying at one point he was having to choose the sandwiches and and you know what sandwiches were chosen the Mm. hospitality and yeah there's that sort of granular Mm. detail that they have to deal with let alone the families of all these people and how they find the time for it you know you come back from training one day and Sean Dyche is
0: there with, with abs, you know, having a cup of tea. And it's all part of his job. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The thing with Sean Dyche there is like he actually did run everything, didn't he? So, like, when you say, like, it was one of those, and I think that's what Rafa tried to get at Liverpool. It was like Alex Ferguson had it at Manchester United. It was like, it was more than just managing the football club, it was managing kind of everything. Um, and some managers want that. And some, I mean, these days, it, it's more a case of like head coach role, isn't it? Do
2: you fancy head... it? What? You, do you not fancy management? <sighs> There's always an element that wants me to go back in really? on the grass. But I think I'm more that older school man management. Like I like I'm a people person. I know how to talk to different mm. people and I can float from I can go into a pub on my own mm. and literally come out talking to mm. different people, go to a barbecue. I I don't mind going somewhere on my own. Whereas I think now the modern manager like is so on tactics and analysis and just live and breathe absolute football mm. whereas I think I'd have been that more older one where yeah. i have been more of a man manager no. coach right, and let my coaches deal with all the tactical stuff
3: mm. Yeah, but we'll see what yeah. about difficult players where have you seen difficult players being sort of well managed or how you manage those quite sort of special characters quirky ones that just won't Balotelli, for example, yeah. where he would miss means with Mourinho to go to the Formula One, that kind <laughs> of thing misses one and ones. Have you seen these players be dealt with?
0: Harry Harry had the one with Merson didn't he? Where he said he was going, uh, was it? Oh, he, had, he had a, he had a funeral brilliant. or a family matter or something. Like, and he went on holiday. Yeah. Come back. With no, he said he was checking into Riyadh. Uh, oh, in yeah,
2: he's checking into Rio yeah. <laughs> He was in the Bahamas. In wasn't the he? <laughs> I mean, that's what? outrageous. Wow, well, really. like, uh, oh. no, I mean, it's a
0: different vibe than them, was not it? Fucking imagine that. No. Oh, we're done. just feeling the whole day.
2: That it, That's a real tough one because you're dealing with someone completely different to the rest of the group. And then we're saying it's like a wee culture, but you're going, right, I need to give him a little bit more leeway. The
0: but, thing is, it all boils down to if you're doing it on the pitch, you can get away yeah, with anything. Yeah. You, like, to be honest with you, you get away with most things yeah. if you're playing well. And unfortunately, that's that's how it is. And, you know, right or wrong, that is how it is, and that's how a manager sees it. Is it. Especially these days, your a manager's job's on the line, and if a player's doing it for you, and you know, p- perhaps misbehaving, like Marco Anđelović was at uh, Stoke. Was oh a, wow! Was a you know, <laughs> it's like a mini Ibrahimovic if you like. <laughs> he was like having himself beyond belief. But you know what? He backed it up, and everyone liked him. It wasn't as if he was disliked. Yeah. It was like everyone in the dressing room loved him. Yeah, he was, he's actually a good person. Um, but he'd do things. He'd be like Marco, like, "What are you doing? Yeah. But you know, if he was back, he was backing it up on the pitch and kind of getting away with it. But you know, mm. the moment you your levels drop and you're behaving like that,
3: yeah, you're yeah, do out. Do you see managers get
0: unreasonable
3: if you It's not even like an effort thing. If you're say, if you're injured. Was it? I think John Terry said that um, he would get loads of praise from from Jose. from Jose, and then second he was injured. It was like no, yeah. it went totally the opposite. that's Through him.
0: no fault of your own. Yeah, and yeah. But you know what? You, the thing is, you, it's like you rush back then, don't you? It's like yeah. well, you know because you probably respect him so much. You, you're like, I don't want to be injured. I can't be mm. injured, so you, you rush back, and that and that's it's like a psychological
2: game, isn't yeah. it, to to get you back fit? I think also as well with Jose. And most managers, when you've got injured players, they're you can't they're out of your control. So you bait that like so in the manager's office, he'll have a list of players that are injured, the the, the squads that's fit, the ones that are injured, they're out. Like they you you've got no control of that. So I'm concentrating fully on the ones that I've got available. I'm giving all them my focus. Now with JT, it might be different with him by going around by saying, Listen, keep morale up around the the place because you're captain or you're a big um, personality but they've got so much to think about the injured players I've been injured before and I've literally just got like you said, non-existent isn't it in the training ground it's horrible it's like horrible it's like you're ostracised I remember George Graham when when
0: we came in when I was in the youth team at Spurs uh, they had Christian Gross didn't they and then then George Graham came in and I was in the reserves but uh, I remember when George came in there was a bit of a stigma around Tottenham of players being injured remember Darren Anderson had a lot of injuries Chris Armstrong was out quite a bit it was Everson there was a couple of other players injured quite a lot and when he came in he noticed that injured players were getting off before the players had finished training mm-hmm. and he was like right well, I'm not having this so he came come in and said, said um, you've got a report so before 8 o'clock before training the next session would be 1.30 and then you do another session at 4.30 yeah. um, so you'd be leaving the training ground like if you were injured at seven. PM and the, if you're training, it was like one thirty. So it's almost so like being punished. Well, it's be a punishment injured. to being injured. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'll be honest with you, you know, there was no kind of like, oh, I'm not feeling it today. It was like we're training, you know. And I, I suppose that was how we you kind of turned that round. It was all down to, you know, the the mentality and, and managing players who might be, you know, shirking it a little yeah. bit. Yeah,
3: yeah. And is it easy? I guess when you're injured, do you think it? There is that potential there if you don't have that sort of maybe slightly more disciplined manager to not recover so quickly to shirk it a little bit just yeah. because you're in, in a lot of pain again. Well, that's the
0: thing, like man, if you are genuinely injured, right, and you've got you're there till seven o'clock every night, like getting punished, and um, you know, listen, that's probably normal for a lot of people. But I'm saying, you know, the football dress room when the players are leaving at 1.30 and you're there till seven, and you are basically just twiddling your thumbs there. Mm watching the time go because you can't receive treatment for that long no. <laughs> or you can't do your rehab that long it's not good for you but,
3: but
2: you can't do that nowadays you, you can't you can't do that with the players now because i think managers now are so engrossed on like the games and tactics and now they're going to set up but more so on the man they, i think they're more scared on man management because they know if they lose the dressing room that's them done and it can spread like wildfire can't it Ooh. if you get a few that are just bad apples that like sort of throw a few grenades into the dressing rooms it's like it's, it's bad I think it's I know where you'll both stand
3: on this but on that point what about what, what about like what we've seen with with um, Ten Hag of late where he's gone and talked about a player and Sancho's gone up and put up on his own own social media he's said that, you know, there's things that haven't been explained, don't believe everything you read, but it's clearly a message to the manager. Mm. How that is dealt with. And do you see those as the sort of signs of
0: that kind of breakdown and bad man management maybe? I can't, is? I can't have that. I can't have players like, you know, their agents are like talking for them, stuff like that. Like I see it see it so much now. Like it's a it's a joke. Like I think it's ridiculous. Mm. Um when when and, and they go on her Instagram and say like calling out the manager. But, like, it, it's because these these players are signed four-year contracts and they know now that four or five-year contracts, they know now they're going to outlast the manager,
3: really. Yeah, but isn't th- is isn't so it, like, 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 without making you sound like a dinosaur, isn't that, like, isn't that the same as what I, I imagine players would have done in years gone by, which is just speak to a friendly journalist at a newspaper well, or something uh, and just this, say, like, the dressing room's
0: gone, like... Do you know what I mean? No, and no, you're right. you're right. You're right. What you're saying. You're right. What you're saying. But like, you know, obviously, I've never done that, and I would, I wouldn't want anyone I was close to to do that, and um, because what you know, should, everything should stay in house. Yeah. Your dressing room should remain sacred. I've I've always believed that, and you know, Sid's just the same. Plenty of you know players feel that way as well. But if. If you are going to do that, I think you know it's it's, it's wrong. And, and also, if you did it with a journalist, yeah, you might not come back on you because no one would find out. But if you're blatantly like
3: <laughs> literally putting it from up from your, your yeah. Instagram, yeah. saying you it's know, it's mad, isn't it? That's it's there's more to come from that.
0: What would you expect a manager to do in that situation? What would you both do? Well, well he, he, to the maximum fine you can do. You, I, I'd never, he'd never play for me again.
2: <laughs> I, don't, I would you. Well, if if someone calls you out, yeah, no, yeah, because basically you're saying someone's lying. Basically, you're saying
0: you're lying. Well, if you're the manager, right, and someone's called you out on Instagram, oh, yeah. For starters, come and speak to me. Don't don't run on Instagram. Like that's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah,
3: yeah. And you've got to set an example there, can't you? You can't let you can't let one player do it.
0: No, I swear you're going to be carnage, would not it? Yeah. So I reckon we should get into um, some iconic managers, right? And no, none more so. Obviously, you spoke about Mourinho. Yeah. Brian Clough. Yes. Um, Yeah. Got a few. A few wow. clough, clough stories here. Um one incident, Brian Clough wasn't happy. Stuart Pierce was going away with England, thought it was going to his head. So he found out about Stuart Pierce's family business and called uh Stuart it was called Stuart Pierce Electrics. Did you
2: know Stuart Pierce had a
0: yeah. Stuart Pierce Electrics? Yeah, I did, Do you know I, I've
2: known I know this story.
0: Yeah, yeah. Whilst well, playing.
2: Yeah. Uh, so well, so anyway, so is, is this like a family member also called Stuart? Like No, No, it was his his company. It was like he was, he was electrician and. That's incredible. Yeah, man of the man of the people.
0: Yeah, so Brian Cloughs obviously called him out because he's just been playing for England, Stuart Pearce, and he said, "There's no way you'll run an electric's company and do it yourself." (laughs) He said, "Well, I do." And he said that in front of everyone, he said he played shit for England, found an advertisement for his family business and started calling him a fraud for not running the business himself. So he wanted, uh, <laughs> so on Saturday, uh, he said he had to fix his wife's broken iron. So Brian Clough said that he needs to fix his wife's broken iron. Come Saturday, Stuart Pierce arrives with the iron and he would fixed it himself. That's so, so Stuart good. Pierce can fix irons.
3: That's, I mean, that's. <laughs> don't say you don't get any. Uh,
0: any information out of this pod, but that's
3: not a problem many England internationals have really had to deal with. It feels like not
0: something you've ever had to deal with. I, like. I've,
3: I've, you don't even ever bring your own to pants those. to a game, like let alone your wife's
0: iron. I don't mind ironing personally. I, I haven't done much washing in my life.
3: Do you have? A, I, do you have I've an never extra, washed? Anything. Do you have an extra high ironing board though? Because even on the highest setting of that, we do. <laughs> do you actually? Do yeah. you actually... <laughs> we do. <laughs>
0: yeah is that is that bespoke it's a bespoke iron no it's not no it's slightly it's slightly bigger i don't do a lot of ironing i mean i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sit here and say i do a lot of ironing but i have i I don't that's the one i don't mind doing
3: some people take great pride in it some some people are so good at it. my best mate dougsy he's he he can fold like the shirts at weddings and that he's brilliant he's Really? really useful like he'll get the shirt he folds it everything's all done properly He's the yeah. He's brilliant yeah, he's at that. At it's ironing. a real skill. It's one of those that could
0: be a sport but isn't. Yeah, I know what you mean. My mate Jules, mm. he irons his pants. Where do you stand on that ironing pants? Yeah, he irons his pants and stuff. I socks. mean, it's a nice feeling for
3: two, three seconds, isn't
0: it? I don't know what. Like the thing is, like when we used to go on lads' holidays back in the day, he would he would always be late, and I say, Jules, and I go in. Oh, is and, that the
2: travel iron? And he's, he'd
0: have no gear on, God. and he'd be ironing his pants and I'll be like I'm not waiting down for you to iron your pants for... do you know what I mean yeah but
3: yeah but that's someone who takes pride in their appearance to the next level it's a night out do you
2: know what I mean looking sharp I, I do understand it I reckon Jules is getting some action that's why he's ironing well, pants well
0: that's why he's hoping, obviously <laughs> but do you think are they going to turn him down if they're not ironed I don't know <laughs>
3: I think Same by that stage, it doesn't matter. Anyone listening, have you ever turned someone down because of their underwear? <laughs> like, it's, it's a, it's a yeah, legitimate it's, question. The, the difference, it's I think if you've got that far, <laughs> truth is, you don't give a shit,
0: do you? <laughs> I mean, how bad can the underwear be? No, because I think, because if you've got like skids and all that, or like, <laughs> oh, I mean? Yeah, if but like, I, if uh, you've honestly, got like some baggy wife I Wi-Fi actually
3: don't <laughs> think there's anything by that point.
0: I'll be surprised.
3: and I'd be happy to stand corrected here. Well, I don't well, think hold they're going to get turned down for crease.
2: It depends what they are. If you've bought someone out and they got a pair of Ben Ten Shockers. pants on, then you're you're thinking, yeah, uh, you've got fu- me a massage
3: <laughs> one. Just didn't didn't you, Crouchy? And you were shocked because I wasn't aware I was getting this massage. But anyway, as <laughs> I, Ryan, I can't remember? I was in I was in a pair of Ben Sherman. <laughs> you weren't ben classic yeah, you Ben weren't, Sherman. Yeah you, <laughs> yeah, you
0: weren't you weren't having them. No, no. Oh yeah, God, that was on the pod. Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. I was
2: wondering where yeah. we were. Yeah. Um
0: yeah, yeah. Ben Sherman undies. Yeah,
2: I didn't was, respect no. that.
3: No, but we um, we have Ben Me on the podcast, Sids, and we were talking about a range of underwear for him. I as see well. this, yeah, huge, uh, which we haven't organised yet, but we should, yeah. we sh- really should do. And he was willing to show off the underwear on TV as yeah. well, yeah, not for money or anything. Before someone comes for him on that front, mm. um, but just for a laugh. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. big fan. So, what, what do you make of Cluffy's man management there? Uh, old school. Yeah. Well, I think the the next one with Cluffy's the best. And this was Mark Crosley, and I know Mark Crosley, He's exactly, he tells his story really well. Mark Crosley was negotiating a new contract with Brian Clough. He went into his office, and Cloughy handed him a blank piece of paper and said, sign this in the next five minutes, or fuck off to Barnsley. <laughs> 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 in the next five minutes as well, or fuck off to Barnsley. Wow. He <laughs> signed it, and Brian Clough told him to pick up his contracts, uh, pick up his contracts on Monday. I think that's that <laughs> I mean is, that's incredible that, where, where do you go from there Crossy had been begging Clough for months about getting a, a car as Brian Clough made players get permission from him to buy a car after they had passed their driving test Shit, so they got asked Clough yeah. permission
3: yeah I, I don't know if that's just because of the style of the car about like how dangerous it is or whether uh, Brian Clough yeah or yeah. like Brian Clough wouldn't deem it safe for that player to drive I don't know Either way, it's a bit weird going and asking the manager permission for something that you can legally mm. do.
2: It's like talking to your dad, isn't it, a little bit? It's... Well, I
0: suppose it is. Like the, like, the way the way players are, they are like children at times, and the manager is like a father figure to mm. to a lot of players. Yeah. Um, I know when I was young, there, there were certain managers like Graham Taylor, like Graham Ricks in the early days, Harry Redknapp, when I was quite young. I was so naive, and, you know, I, you, you get all this kind of, like, the, the money that you're not used to, and... You don't know you've got no family to spend. You don't know what you're doing, really. So you do need a
2: kind of guide in hand, don't you? Well, I mean, it worked in this instance because on the Monday it came round, he picked up his contract and was given the car keys as a show of since he trusted Clough and Clough trusted him. Oh, so it nice, goes nice, both ways. Nice. I mean, well, I don't think you could do that nowadays. Imagine if you went into the gaffer's office and said, "I'm buying a roller. Can you? Uh, is that okay?" <laughs>
0: It'd never be okay <laughs> if you're buying a Rolls Royce, <laughs> would it? Oh. <laughs> I don't think you'd okay that one. I don't think Clough would okay that one. Yeah. I do wonder I do wonder how old Brian Clough would.
2: Oh, I thought he was going to go into a Cloughy accent then. Uh, <laughs> I, I do wonder how. Come on, mate. <laughs> I thought you was I going there. Accents. I am good accent. I'm a no, four of the buggers. I'm a
0: four of the buggers
3: i've seen people
0: i've got a lot i've bags, had a lot yeah. of a lot of um lot of people getting involved in that one beers, four of the buggers <laughs> there's pictures of them holding it up on social
2: <laughs> that was brilliant so
0: many <laughs> so many lads i've got loads of videos you know on social media people going like i've I got four of the buggers okay four of the buggers <laughs> all right well listen you know man management goes i think harry Redknapp for me was i think he was he was brilliant at, he simplified people's games he made it easy for you he was good with people um, he would probably be, be the best for, for me, man. Management wise, I, I know you're going to say Mourinho would. Yeah, would say-
2: yeah. Jose was up there, like just out of the box, knew knew how to have everyone literally in the palm of his hand. Still, if he was playing sub out the squad, he he, he had everyone on on sync. Yeah. So I,
3: I'll have to go, David Choi. Uh, just in our group of friends, he's just very good at uh, sort of motivating the group, <laughs> keeping them on the straight <laughs> and narrow. But, you know, also you could have a good time with him occasionally. Uh, not Doug, not Doug Z. Uh Doug Dougsey I'd say he's... Um, no, Least? I wouldn't I wouldn't say he's management material.
0: No.
3: Uh, no. <laughs> Dave uh, Choi. Dave Choi. Gaffer. Sort of the gaffer of our friend. Every, every group of mates has got one sort of, you know, organiser... Yeah. Uh, That one that is a bit of a disciplinarian, sometimes a bit of a cock. Um, Mm. But you know, you you do love them, and you have some great moments with Mm. them. All right. I was in the cock thing because you probably will hear this. Uh, He is a lovely guy, but (laughs) he can be a bit of a manager of the group.
0: He can be a bit busy sometimes. (laughs) Do you know what? Right. So um, just getting into these, you know, do do you remember the the the, uh, vagina (laughs) eleven? that got I yes. got a lot of traction it did yeah um th- look there was
3: some negativity one of the first things we mentioned to Ben me was um n- n- an email from someone who managed to find 11 names that could form a vagina 11 mm. and someone suggested that it was a bit puerile it, and and it was but it was also quite funny oh, it it was was hilarious. Hilarious. I, I, I didn't see that one let's, let's uh, all i saw was, was, was a, lot
0: of, a lot of a lot of love for it yeah <laughs> and and, it was... and then today
3: It just, people need need to stop being insulted. It is just a vagina 11. Do you know what I mean? We can do a penis 11. We can do any 11. In fact, the rest of the day, Sids, you went here. Um, Me and Crouchy did just think of different 11s and what the names would be. had a great day.
0: Could you do a penis 11? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Here we go (laughs) Shane Long, (laughs) (laughs) Julian Dix, (laughs) Craig Short. (laughs)
1: oh god here we go Mike (laughs) Peen
0: Michael Balls (laughs) Uh, (laughs) it makes you think doesn't it It uh, pubisic (laughs) pubisic Christian (laughs) pubisic Okay, well, we'll come back to that one. But anyway, we've got... <laughs> oh, all right. Well, listen, you know, we'll get... Keep sending them in because we love them. Um, I've got a Barbecue 11 here. This is from Andrew, oh, yeah. Here's my effort at the Barbecue 11. I reckon uh, they would hold their own against most sides. Although the gaffer, Joachim Low and Slow, <laughs> should be encouraged to wash his hands thoroughly oh, before being no, let, let near the barbecue. Absolutely. <laughs> that is terrible. <laughs> absolutely. Wow. Right, so he's gone for the goalkeeper as Burnt Leno, brilliant. Uh, Great defense star. Ashley Cole, yeah. Jamie Ch- Ch- Charger. yeah, yeah,
1: Char yeah. Chargrill, Char, yeah,
0: Rob Holding, Rob, that's a big one, <laughs> yeah, Rob Holding's good, uh, Paul Gascoigne, controversial because mm. I know you're a Cole man, yeah, um, still counts. Kevin Kevin De Broiler. <laughs> De Broiler. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Berger, quite so. had to be mm. Breen Laudrup.
3: Oh, it will be Brian. Brian.
0: Brian, Brian Laudrup. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Brian. Sorry. Toto Grilacci <laughs> 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 Marco Van Basten. What's what's Bast? Based. I guess. Based. 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 Yeah. that will be
3: based, won't it? So Marco Van. But you know, to base a yeah.
0: turkey, or are Oh fucking. Rubbing and rubbing and yeah. based. A load of shite. Yeah. Yeah. Jari Pitmanen. Yeah. 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 Well, that that yeah. really is nice. Uh, yeah. Pablo Marinade. Dubious. Are these the subs now? Yeah. Mm, Stuart Ribley. <laughs> Stuart Ribley <laughs> that Stuart ribley has got the that star. gotta be, that's a start. That's the that. start of eleven. That start eleven. Alex Oxlade Oxtail Chamberlain, Oxtail Chamberlain. Silas Tin he Yeah, he's going the first team. Oh, well, Daniel Embers. Yeah, 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 yeah. very good. Well, good. Kebabiyara is
2: unreal. That is
3: good. Well done, Andrew. Oh. I, I don't know with these 11s. Well, I think we said we were going to put out on social media and then just let you guys pile in underneath. I think we... Maybe we'll do that with the barbecue one because that will keep our Twitter account from being banned. Yeah, there's banned. definitely more there. The penis 11, you might just have to DM us or something. It's...
0: <laughs> yeah, just keep it kind of... Um, don't want you... Steam in. you know what I mean? Like we'll, We might not read it out, but we'll enjoy them. Yeah, <laughs>
2: absolutely. Well, there's, there's one at Leeds, isn't there? It was the 40s, the cock...
0: Oh uh,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Just straight up cock. It yeah. cock? <laughs> yeah. It's almost too easy. I feel bad for him, you know. Mm, yeah. It is too easy. I'll try one.
2: and think of another Leeds one now. It's a soft challenge from Cock.
0: <laughs> 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 think of one more play. We can we can get one more player each in, surely. Yeah. Oh yeah. What general penis yeah, general? Not just gen- leads?
2: General, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah general, general yeah. yeah. Okay. Hang on.
3: Hossard,
0: yeah, finish on that. Or have you got one? I've got, I must have another one, surely. I'm retiring. Are you retiring? I'm retiring. Uh, Jude Bellingham.
3: (laughs) Oh, no. Come on Steve, we're not leaving in fact we're not leaving now. Just silence now until Sid has one.
2: Danny not- Gurthy. Danny Gurthy.
3: Danny Danny Girthi. <laughs> There it is.
0: Danny Gurthy. Oh, it's descended. It's descended. Oh, all right. Well listen, thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah. We've had a good time. Hopefully you have too.
3: <laughs> Chumbawamba, everyone Not long to Crouch Fest as well Yeah yeah, yeah. It's coming Are there Becoming. still tickets available? Yeah. I heard we're nearly yeah. sold out Last, year, last, year. last, last few we're left. hearing What's last few in Portuguese? Yeah. Producer Ross dimush. de mush, Everyone Ochoa-timo-sh. So get them if you haven't got them mm. um, I'm really looking forward to that it's Oh not I can't far away. wait
0: It's not, not far off now We've
3: had some good meetings about mm. that so, um, yeah. And also You know when your friends start circling On the blag mm. uh, it's, it's now And I'm saying You mm. should Buy some yeah. because you know there's a limited guest list for this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's they, to our friends mainly. yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Because they
0: yeah, they're circling me as
3: well now. Yeah, they, they are. So tickets to Crouch Fest if you haven't got them yet. Um it's gonna be soon, it's gonna be lots of fun. Back stronger boys. Yeah. Do this again yeah. soon, yeah. Pudding. Pudding. We'll May your, Pudding puddings
0: massive. Massive, <laughs> hey, your puddings be massive, everyone. May
1: your puddings be massive.
0: This episode is brought to you by a load of pricks.net. We are the experts in selling houses. Chris couldn't sell his house. What did you do, Chris? I couldn't sell my
3: house for love nor money, Crouchy. Three different offers I had, all at the last minute, fell through. I turned around to my wife and said, What can we do to sell this house? Every estate agent is failing us. Then I told her, Let's go to a load of pricks.net. But, Chris, what did a load of pricks do for you?